0: Welcome to Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with Jonathan Cutton, Private Wealth Advisor, 2019 Barron's Hall of Fame Advisor, 2022 Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisor, and CEO of Cutton Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. This podcast offers a broad range of financial planning concepts to help you and your loved ones live brilliantly now and in the future. Jonathan will provide you with concepts that bring you confidence, simplicity, and success on your journey to financial and retirement security. Join us as we explore ways to help you feel more assured, connected, and in control of your financial life. Now, on to the show.
1: Hello and welcome to the inaugural podcast with John Cutton. Now, this podcast has a very specific look and feel to it this is our opportunity to find out a little bit more about john himself as a human not just this magnificent business that he's built and john i always start off with the first question which is i want to know your story about the path that you took to become a financial advisor
2: yeah thanks matt a really happy to be here and excited to launch this podcast it's been uh something I've thought of for a while. So hopefully I'll be okay at it. I think I'll do all right. We shall see. You know, when I think about why I got into the business, it really goes back to my childhood, believe it or not. So I'll give you, we'll kind of take it back a little bit. And by the way, Matt, I'm 48 years old, going back to my junior year in college, actually. I actually grew up in what I thought was a middle-class, maybe even in my mind, little upper middle-class type household. My mom and dad took great care of us. We went out to dinner, we went on vacations, we had nice cars, grew up in a reasonably nice neighborhood. It was kind of what I knew. And my junior year in college, I found out that my mom and dad actually claimed bankruptcy. And I thought my college was being paid for and realized that it was being put on a credit card and there was a lot of other credit card debt and some other bad financial decisions and that really kind of shook me because you grow up thinking something and that your mom and dad are in a good spot and i've got a, a older sister as well so that led me to really think about what i wanted to do and it, the timing my junior year go back to your time right when you maybe were a junior in college and you start to ponder life and what you want to do and what's important up to that point my my goal and thought was i was going to be a phys ed teacher i grew up playing sports and loved sports played college soccer in fact really thought i was going to go be a gym teacher It's what i loved and coached some teams And this made me kind of think about it. I wandered into the Career Placement Center at State University of New York in Albany, which is where I went to college, and saw an opportunity to go get an internship or apply for an internship at a company called IDS Financial Services which then stood for Investors Diversified Syndicate I believe IDS went on to be bought by American Express we became American Express Financial Advisors and then ultimately Ameriprise today is the name of the the, the broker dealer that I work through and I was blessed to get that internship work under an amazing person whose name is Tom Wayne, I'm gonna give Tom a, a shout out. I should send him a copy of this for sure. And Tom was just a great guy and a great mentor and someone that I was able to look at who had some balance in life and really enjoyed helping people. And Tom had a saying that I later learned was stolen, probably with permission from another mentor of mine, a guy by the name of Doug Lenick, who at some point in the future, I definitely hope to get on the show. And Doug had this saying that a great financial advisor has the heart of a social worker. And the mind of a capitalist and that really resonated with me right so the heart of a social worker meaning you really want to help people and the mind of a capitalist which i think could be taken two ways really matt right one is to understand the capital markets and how to get a great rate of return things like that but even more so to be more of a business owner and an entrepreneur and the desire to kind of grow a business that's the story i you know, wanted to do two things number one i wanted to make sure that i could help people not be in the situation. Not that it was so bad. Lots of people claim bankruptcy and recover from it. And my mom and dad actually did, but I wanted to help people because financial planning and investments are confusing. And that was a big piece of it. And secondly, I did like the idea of being an entrepreneur and being in control of my own destiny and being able to have some freedom of time and uh, energy and, and that kind of thing.
1: And this has led you to a very interesting career path, not only because you worked with really what ended up being three different companies that are all now one and and a huge juggernaut of a company, but you have built a juggernaut of a business. You are, and people might not know this, but he's a Barron's Hall of Fame advisor. And what that means is that he was on the top 100 financial advisor list for 10 years straight. Is that, is that correct?
2: Yeah, I think it's actually... 10 years. It's any Baron's recognition. Okay. So it could be the top one hundred or the top one thousand or twelve hundred. So there's lots of different lists. And it's ten times, not necessarily consecutively, although I think we were ten times consecutively. I think there's under a hundred Matt Barons Hall of Fame advisors out there currently.
1: So that's not t- just handed to somebody lightly. Let's talk about that because the, even the model that you have built here is different than a lot of other advising models because, well, first off you don't meet with clients directly anymore. You have been put into this massive leadership position, not only with cutting wealth management, but also within Ameriprise. Would you mind talking a little bit about that, please?
2: Yeah, sure. Hey, thanks for the the kind words. I I don't like recognition, believe it or not, Matt. So thank you for it. But it's a team effort. We've got, I've been blessed to surround myself with really smart, good people that work really hard and and genuinely want to make a difference in clients' lives. I started back in the business in 1994 and back in 1994, I started as a traditional advisor and really built my business through people I knew and referrals from clients and seminars and a lot of that traditional way, just trying to really educate people about financial planning topics. And after I finished my first year or two in the business, I had an opportunity to get involved while still maintaining a client base in leadership. So I, I took on a leadership position and kind of split my time and I loved it. I was able to meet some unbelievable mentors. many are still mentors today that really taught me about leadership and to me Matt the definition of leadership is the ability to influence someone to do something that they wouldn't do without you right pretty simple that's what leadership is everyone's a leader whether you're a mom or a dad or you're a school teacher or you're a baseball player or whatever it may be we all lead someone right and we all have to lead ourselves So leadership is something I fell in love with. I looked at my job in the early years was to really lead and influence my clients to make smart decisions about money. And I always took that perspective in in how I actually help people reach financial independence. Fast forward, as I kind of excelled in my leadership career, I had the opportunity to train lots of advisors and help them help more and more people and learn the skills and leadership skills and financial advisor skills, et cetera so there came a time where i decided to leave my leadership position within the organization and focus fully on what today we call cut and wealth management so we went back into the independent space of being a financial advisor Believe it or not, Matt, it was me and there's about 85 of us in the organization today, but it was me and one gentleman who's still with me today. His name is Evan Branfman, who's a a partner in the firm today. And we actually, when I left my leadership position, we spent about two years working in what we call the mezzanine level of my home you matt would call the mezzanine my basement we called it the mezzanine level so i literally finished my basement we dug a giant hole outside of the property we put stairs in to get in and no exaggeration matt i used to I'll tell you a little bit about my family if you'd like in a minute as well, but I've got four sons. My oldest son is now 21 years old. So he was born in 1997, I guess it was right. Am I doing that math right? No, I'm sorry. 1999, 1999. I was married in 97. He was born in 99. And I can remember taking my briefcase, literally putting a suit on, walking out my front door, down my brick steps or through my brick steps through the basement, I'm sorry, through the backyard gate, down the basement stairs, opening the basement door, and walking in and seeing Evan already at work most mornings sitting in there, and that was the office. And I didn't leave, just like it was a real office. And when I was done at night, I went back out the same way. Although there was an entrance to go through the house, I walked out the basement, locked it up, came back in through the front door. We've come quite a way from that period of time And about 10 years ago, roughly, the business continued to grow. We've been getting lots and lots of referrals. One of the things that we decided to do early on was to partner and collaborate with CPA firms. So that really worked unbelievably well where we built relationships with local CPAs who once they really understood what we did and how we were a little different, liked to introduce us to their clients. So the business grew really quickly. And as it grew quickly, what I realized was that we we had something here, right? We were helping a lot of people. The business was performing well. And i had to make a choice matt and the choice was do i continue to personally serve clients which there's a limit to how many clients i can serve by myself or can i continue to run the system and the process and be able to give the type of advice and experience to clients by developing other advisors within my organization and the first person i did that with was evan who i mentioned before And today there's about 27 or 28 advisors in the organization who now serve our clients. And my role is really that of CEO. I still get involved from time to time with clients, but it's really to make sure that the experience that we give our clients is top-notch.
1: That sounds to me like it's terrifically time consuming. And you said something right at the beginning of the podcast that you learned from one of your mentors, which is really balance. So let's talk about that. I mean, four boys alone is crazy busy, 80, some employees, all of these awards and recognitions, you know, you developing other people from a leadership perspective, let's talk about balance. How have you been able to balance that and still maintain what you need to maintain being a good husband and father?
2: Yeah, great question, I appreciate that. I do my best, I, I am not perfect. I take pride in being in being a, what I think is a great husband. We'll have to ask my wife about that one, but I think we get a yes. So I have been happily married for 23 years, married in 1997, my wife's name is Cecilia. She is the most beautiful person I know, inside and out, literally the greatest human that I know. And she's been my biggest supporter. I mean, truly, I'll just tell you a quick story, Matt, and a, a true story. Back in 1995, my first year in the business, I qualified for what was called the National Conference, right, which in essence, the top say 2000 advisors in the organization or something like that qualifies for. And I remember that year there was a female advisor, her first name was Lori, and she was the top advisor at Ameriprise that year. She was the number one out of roughly 10,000 advisors. And my wife whispered to me you will be on that stage one day and i didn't really think it would be the case myself fast forward i've actually gotten the opportunity to be on that stage as the number one advisor which is kind of cool so my wife has really made my home life right kind of simple and taken a lot of that off the plate off my plate so i could build a business and kind of follow my dreams and passion i would share I worked really hard, right, to build the business in the early years. I still work really hard today, but over the last 12 or 13 years, I've been able to be very present for my kids and, and be able to get some of that balance. For those of you who remember the old movie Jerry Maguire, right? So Jerry Maguire, Cuba Gooding Jr was in that movie. He was always after something he called quan. And I talk about quan a lot. Quan is balance, right? Being able to have the right balance between your personal life, your business life, maybe your faith as an example, but the things that are important to you, your health, right. And it's really hard to have all of those things in alignment, especially if you're, you're someone who's, you know, looking to achieve and, and kind of win. So um, really lucky to have a supportive wife. And then quickly, I've got four sons, my oldest son's name is Sean, he's 21 he is uh in college so he goes to an ivy league institution plays lacrosse uh in college my second son also is an ivy league guy and plays lacrosse in college so blessed to have two bright kids who happen to be our four bright kids i just talked about two so far who happen to be very athletic as well my third son is a junior in high school also super bright and athletic and my little guy is connor son number three is chris And son number four is Connor. Connor Connor's 14. Sean's 21. Four boys. We used to walk around the mall, my wife and I, I can remember, with the double stroller and one on my shoulders and one holding my wife's hands. And we got a lot of sympathy looks from people back in the day. So busy, big sports family, big lacrosse family. The boys are eating us out of house and home right now with COVID. From a family perspective, my number one value, Matt, is family, right? Really important and near and dear to my heart.
1: How do you recharge your batteries then, John? I mean, you've got this business, you've got your family, you've got all of the athletic stuff that you do, going to games and all of that stuff. What, What else do you do to allow John to be John in that amount of time that you have?
2: That's a great question. It's actually, remember that Quan thing we talked about, Matt? That's the Achilles heel. I'm busy, really busy. My hobbies are really my kids at this point. They're lacrosse running around this weekend. As an example, I'll be out on the lacrosse field, driving across a few states to watch my little guy play during college lacrosse season. We're tailgating somewhere and kind of packing up the truck and, and going to watch some lacrosse and have a beer or two. That's really what we do. I love learning as well. I'm a big leadership guy, as I mentioned, so. Maybe my favorite part of every morning is I'm up early, like 5 AM early. And I have this ritual, Matt, where every morning I take a drive, I go, my wife's got a a fixation on Starbucks, train to passion iced tea with three Splendas, and I pick her up through the drive through, which is about 15 or 20 minutes away from my house, uh, a train to passion iced tea with three Splenda. And I listen to a podcast, right? And there's nobody on the road really. And I'm driving slow and I kind of veg out and listen to my podcast. And that's one of the big ways I recharge my battery. And I like to, to do the best I can to exercise. So right now the exercise with not being super comfortable with gyms these days because of COVID and all that, I have taken up wogging Matt, with my wife. Are you familiar with wogging? So wagging is a walk jog. I've got 20 maybe 30 pounds that i could lose should lose would be a better word so not yet a jogger but i am a wogger. so a log sounds something like or feel something like three miles in which you go and walk briskly for three minutes followed by a one minute run three minute walk one minute let's call it a jog maybe not a run right and that's those are a couple of things that i do to let off uh, some steam and of course Spend time with the kids. I love to eat rest good restaurants. A steak dinner anywhere is, is my 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 sweet spot.
1: Why do you think that the model that you have built for cut and wealth management is so needed today in today's society?
2: I would share with you, Matt, and it's really why I'm doing this podcast. I just believe that what I call you know whether whether it be the mass affluent or the even the wealthier folks out there, are high net worth, or even kind of lower net worth, the financial landscape has become so complicated. If you read about it, if you look on the internet, there's so much competition. There's so many competing facts. And I just think it's really simple, right? And when you understand something really well, I've got the saying uh, stolen from someone else, I'm sure, but it's all about finding simplicity on the far side of complexity, right? So things always start up simple. I like to retire. Well, that's simple, right? It gets really complex when you start to think about, should it be stocks, bonds, mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, annuities, life insurance, hedge funds, private equity? It becomes really complicated until you fully understand what all that stuff really means. And then it becomes simple again. So our firm, we'll talk more about this in future episodes in some detail, but our firm has a, um, tagline and the tagline is that we help clients to plan for the certainty of uncertainty. And when I think about the certainty of uncertainty, it's certain that things will be uncertain. Whether it be a global pandemic, like we just experienced a stock market crashing, right, or badly correcting, tax rules changing, a death in your family, laid off from work. There's so much uncertainty, sickness, et cetera. And when I really think about a financial advisor's job, and that's what I want to get across in this podcast, Matt, I think when people think of a financial advisor, they think of someone who can manage your money and help you get a good rate of return, or a better rate of return than the next person, or maybe than yourself. And that's important. Rate of return's important. It's something that we try to do the best we can for our clients. But really, it's about making smart decisions. It's about planning. It's about understanding the significance of money, and it's about how money can help you achieve goals, right? How you can always have a smart place to get money regardless of what's going on in the world or your life and that's what i love to do and it really just comes back Matt, to leadership a financial advisor when you really think about investments i believe the investment world is becoming quite commoditized very few managers or even financial advisors create a lot of what i call alpha some do some are better than others so alpha is performance above and beyond expectation right or the market as a whole right so where i think a great financial advisor plays dividends is in actually taking all of the products out there and all of the services out there and all the tax laws and then being able to understand an individual's or a family's goals and be able to have them make that take that i should say and make the best decision so they could stack the odds in their favor to ultimately achieve their goals and that's about influence it's about helping people make decisions that are hard for them to think about or look at because no one wants to think about dying no one wants to think about losing their job no one wants to think about whether or not they'll have enough money to send their kids to college we think about it but what do we do we ignore it because we look at it and go man that's a big goal It's going to be hard to ultimately do when I think about why we're thriving in the marketplace and why we do what we do. I think it's because we lead with advice. We leave with planning, we lead with understanding what our clients are trying to achieve and maybe most importantly, we're there. And we just got to experience this, a financial advisor's greatest value is when things are going badly in the client's life or in the world or in the economy because emotion drives bad decisions. And when you're a financial advisor and you're aware of that and you've got some leadership skills, you can actually help people make smart decisions when it's really difficult to do that because emotions are high.
1: Well, as we uh, wrap up today's podcast, this first inaugural podcast, I like to ask the question of, of really who should listen to this. So when you close your eyes, John, and you think, man, if I could really reach these people, uh, who are those people who should be subscribing to this from here on out?
2: I would say, Matt, anyone can benefit. So my hope is that whoever's listening to this, hopefully someone will be listening to this, that they share it with anyone they know that they care about. Because knowledge is power. And what we intend to do in this podcast is to pass along some knowledge, right? And to pass along some information so that people can make smarter decisions. As a firm, we really serve three segments of clients well, right? The first, we've got a nickname for it in the office. We actually call them Henry's, right? Henry is actually a high earner, not rich yet, right? High earner, not rich yet. Meaning, usually a younger person who's got a great job or a younger couple who has a great job that hasn't really started to accumulate wealth, but the decisions they make when they're young are gonna have an amazing impact because we all know the sooner you start and put some money to work, the better off that you're gonna be. The second is what I would call the mass affluent retirement-minded client. So someone say 45 years old, to 65 years old who is preparing for retirement, who wants to make sure that a combination of getting the kids educated in the younger years and retirement savings, that they're building their nest egg in a smart way. I mentioned before, we do a lot of work with accounting firms. And one of the things we'll probably talk about in one of the podcasts is something we call the tax control triangle, which is a cornerstone of our planning. And it's really just about not just how you ultimately build wealth, but how you ultimately access your wealth when you need the income. And that's one of the things we do a good job of because it's not always just rate of return it's net of taxes what you keep in your pocket. And with everything going on today in the tax landscape, the likelihood is, I would bet, is that tax rates are going north, not south. And ultimately how we do tax planning becomes really important from an investment perspective. And then the last is what I would call the high net worth space, right? So the mass affluent space is usually 500,000 to 5 million of investable assets is how I would define that. And the high net worth space is 5 million plus of net worth. So we do a fair amount of work with executives and also closely held businesses, business owners who are interested in growing their business, growing their wealth, succession planning, making sure that they're providing the right retirement benefits. For themselves and their employees etc and that leads to estate planning and tax strategies and things along those lines so we've segmented over the years matt our business and we've got advisors in the firm who specialize in those henry's as i call them the mass affluent marketplace and then the high net worth marketplace as well and I'm sure we'll talk more about it we've got locations in you know various areas of the country at this point as well
1: We are absolutely going to dive in a lot more deeply on a lot of things that you talked about today, you know, what, what it's like to be a Henry and where do you go, we're going to talk about what it means to be mass, mass affluent and some of the great things that they can do to prepare for retirement. And then really what are the differences when you do reach that high net worth and what are some of the big ramifications or implications in you actually having a pretty substantial nest egg. I also want to make sure that everybody realizes that we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the certainty of uncertainty. Making sure that the listeners realize that's the only thing that's true in life. One of the greatest truths. or the only thing that you can plan for is that things are going to change, right? And being able to have a relationship with a financial services professional who can help navigate that change because they've done it with so many other people can make a really big difference. So here's the uh, final question for you. Did I miss something? Should I have asked you something else about yourself that you should share with our audience before we wrap up today?
2: I think you were perfect, Matt. No, I think we hit everything. I'm just, uh, I'm excited to do it. Hopefully it went well. I was a little nervous for the first one here, but I enjoyed it. And like I said, my hope is really simple. It's to get good information out. My goal is to help as many humans as I possibly can And that's it, that's the goal. And I think this is an amazing just kind of conduit, I guess would be the best word to be able to help people. How hard is it to spend a half hour listening to a podcast every couple of weeks to get some good information about financial planning and it'll either be good for you or someone hopefully. So that's my hope is that the content helps people make smarter decisions.
1: And since this is the first podcast, I would like to remind everybody that it's very easy to subscribe to this. You can just click the subscribe now button anywhere on this player. And it's also very easy to share these podcasts. So as John said, if you know somebody who really would like to have a different conversation with a financial services professional along the lines of just getting to know Mr. Cutton here, and we're going to dive into a lot more deeply in the later podcasts and really what they really get down in, into the meat and potatoes of, of what they do so you'll be able to share that podcast too. It's very easy. Just click that share button below. And with that, my name is Matt Halloran. And we'll see you on the other side of the mic.
0: Thank you for listening to Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with Jonathan Cutton, Private Wealth Advisor, 2019 Barron's Hall of Fame Advisor, 2022 Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisor. Cutton Wealth Management offers comprehensive financial advice and a broad range of solutions to help you and your loved ones live brilliantly now and in the future. Have questions? Contact us at CuttonWealthManagement at AMPF.com or give us a call at 800-445-4595. Don't forget to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available.
1: This podcast provides general information, is not intended to provide investment advice, and does not account for individual investor circumstances. Investment decisions should always be made based on an investor's specific circumstances. Neither past performance nor any forecast guarantees future results. Investment products are not insured by the FDIC, NUCA, or any federal agency, are not deposits or obligations of, or guaranteed by any financial institution, and involve investment risks, including possible loss of principal and fluctuation in value. Ameriprise Financial does not offer tax or legal advice. Consult your tax advisor or attorney. Ameriprise Financial has not reviewed and does not endorse any other podcast channel or material. Barron's Hall of Fame advisors have been ranked for 10 or more years on one of the following lists, Barron's Top 100 Financial Advisors, Barron's Top 100 Women Financial Advisors, or Barron's Top 100 Independent Financial Advisors. Barron's generates its rankings from a formulaic analysis of surveys answered by candidates regarding assets, revenue, and quality of practice, including an advisor's regulatory and compliance record. Barron's is a registered trademark of Dow Jones LP, all rights reserved. This award is not indicative of the advisor's future performance. Neither Ameriprise Financial nor its advisors pay a fee to Barron's in exchange for the ranking. The Forbes Top Women, Best in State Women, and Best in State Wealth Advisor ratings are developed by Shook Research and are created using an algorithm that includes both qualitative in-person virtual and telephone due diligence meetings, client impact, industry experience, review of best practices, and compliance records and firm nominations, and quantitative assets under management and revenue generated for their firm's data. Certain awards include demographic component to qualify. Investment performance is not a criterion because the client objectives and risk tolerances vary and advisors rarely have audited performance reports. These rankings are based on The opinions of Shook Research LLC and are not indicative of future performance or representative of any one client's experience and are based on data from the previous calendar year. Forbes Magazine and Shook Research do not receive compensation in exchange for the placement on the ranking. For more information, go to www.shookresearch.com. Shook is a registered trademark of Shook Research LLC. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services LLC, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial Advisors are individually registered to do business only in certain U.S. states. Please refer to an advisor's personal website for additional details. Certified Financial Board of Standards, Inc. owns the Certification Marks CFP Certified Financial Planner and CFP Certification Mark with plaque design logo in the United States. The views expressed in this podcast are those of Jonathan Cutten as of May 27th, 2021, based on market conditions on that date. Actual analysis and decisions made by Ameriprice Financial Services and its affiliates may not reflect these views.